What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 71 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host, Andy Karasquillo. And I'm Stan Gadersky. What's up? How's it going? Pretty good. We are, we are minus one today. Minus one today, but it's fine. We're, we're capable adults here, and, and we'll hold down the fort. Team OG. Yep. Back at it again. Um, we finally got to play Overwatch together. Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> and it was great, except, you know, we lost a lot. What? And I, I, I'm not saying that it's anyone's fault except for the three randos that we had to carry most of the time. My friend Anthony, he, it was us, me, Stan, and Anthony. And um, Anthony was like, we're playing with a bunch of sweaties. <laughs> me and Stan were like, well, what the fuck is a sweaty? Yeah, it's just the weirdest thing I ever heard. So then, sweaty. Can you define uh, what a sweaty is? He defined a sweaty as someone who gets so into playing their video game that they sweat profusely. Essentially, they're tryhards, a sweaty. I would agree. It's like a, maybe the millennial version of a tryhard. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just the funniest things. And then we were all sending memes back and forth to each just other. Just like gifts of people sweating profusely. And like, this is the other team. Yeah. We lost a lot. Half the time we were like... Where the fuck's our team? At one one time, we were uh, escorting a convoy, and Stan literally stayed on that convoy for four minutes straight. Broke a record. And did not die. Speaking of, I recently started playing as Reinhardt. Really? Yeah, because I'm getting too comfortable with the characters that I'm using, so I always like to mix it up and pick someone that I never I, use. I like Reinhardt's, like... Like hammer. explosion. Yeah. I like his shield a lot because people... Some people know how to deal with the shield, but some people just really don't know what's going on when you throw up that shield. See, I actually learned how to get through his shield. You just walk through it. While playing as Reinhardt. I played as him. Uh-huh. You know, to know your opponent, one must become the <laughs> opponent. So uh, I was like, fuck this. I'm really bad at playing against Reinhardt. Let me play as him. Get an understanding. And uh, now every time I see a Reinhardt, I'm like, ooh, you're fucked. <laughs> we keep talking about Overwatch. This game might be game of the year. It's so good. It's so good. Anyway, some news. Some news. News flash. <laughs> Dragon Ball Super. Viz is picking it up, and I think the first two chapters are available through their website for free. I'm hoping that we get some volume releases. Oh, of course we're going to get volume releases. Soon, though. I need it soon. I mean, they're they're obviously going to wait for the first about seven chapters to come out. Also, Dragon Ball Xenoverse has a release date. Xenoverse 2. Kind of surprised that they gave us a really early release date for it. It's coming out for uh, PS4 and Xbox One October 25th and uh, to PC October 28th. Yeah. My favorite thing about Xenoverse was that it, it lets you have that sort of tenkaichi like fighting system with all the actual z characters but then you can make m you can make them any gender and then you can also make them a namekian or like any race yeah or freeze's race or a majin boob character and a saiyan and then you could transform and in xenoverse 2 you can turn into super saiyan 3 according to the new trailer that released they also confirmed that uh when you're when your build a character transforms to Super Saiyan 1, Super Saiyan 2, and Super Saiyan 3, the hair's actually gonna change. It's not gonna be some bullshit yellow palette swap. So, like, it's not gonna be my character who had, like, long red hair. 
it was the same shit, it just turned gold. Just gold, yeah. So it's actually it's gonna, gonna stick actually up. stick up, and then that's what I'm waiting for. You know, the other thing that I I really hope they fix that really pissed me off about the originals universe is they referred to my female character as a he. Every single person referred to my female character as a he and him, and I'm like, what the fuck? Did you just you made the option for a female gender, but didn't bother doing alternative pronoun pronouns yeah. for them? Which is ridiculous. It takes me out. Every time someone refers to my character, I'm like, are you even looking at me? I'm like, do you see who I am right now? But I actually don't know what character I would make for the sequel. If I would stick to, like, a female Saiyan. Or I don't know if I want to stick to a Saiyan. I want to see if they add new races. Well, I'm definitely going to stick to the Saiyan because I want to be able to go to the Super Saiyan 3 this time. But well, I'm going to make a Saiyan eventually, but yeah. I'm definitely, like, I don't know. I never got to fuck around with the other races too much. Oh, so. I fucked around with like, all the races. I just I fucked around with the creator just to see what kind of different versions of them I can make, but I never really bothered actually making them. But um, this looks like it's going to expand a lot on one in a, re- a lot of really good ways. I'm glad everyone went out and bought Xenoverse 1 so, so they knew that Xenoverse was popular enough to make a sequel because I did not want some other random offshoot Dragon Ball Z yeah. game that was like raging... Like ass blast four or some <laughs> shit, you know. Like I, this is the this is the franchise that I want to see keep going for at least a trilogy. You know, like I want to see them build on the lore that they brought into Xenoverse. And... It's also a very very interesting concept. You're a time cop. Yeah, I love the fucking time cop premise, and I love the fact that it's meta in the sense that they know that you know what the story is already for Dragon Ball Z, and then you just go back and you you fix it, or you don't fix it. And that's the coolest part of it, that it's a super smart way to relive the series again for, like, the thousandth time, but do it in a different context. Yeah, and not make me, like, bored and skip cutscenes. Yeah, because if it was just another straight Dragon Ball Z game where they went through the fucking sagas again, I bored out of my mind. The only one thing that I really, really want them to fix is, uh, drop rate. Yes, RNG... Proper pronouns and a more involving hub world rather than you just running around. And Because you know what I think? I think they weren't expecting it to be as popular as it was, so they made a, a game that worked. Yeah. But they didn't really flesh out the hub world and all that stuff, and now they know that people really like the series. So in the sequel, I'm hoping they really go hard. And so you, many people were online at the same time. Yeah, like so they always. gotta they gotta fix that stuff and maybe some more persistent stuff where you can interact. You know more what this directly. means? I have five months to platinum that fucking game. You still haven't done it? Me neither. Like I kind of gave up on doing it. There's only one trophy that's out of my reach, which is to collect all of the all of the supers. And Supers and Ultimates. Yeah, that shit's like RNG out the ass. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the Dragon Ball Z stuff. Um, new Pokemon. Yeah, new Pokemon released. I believe it was like five or six of them. Most of them were fairy types. Some of them were bug types, electric types. The the Pikachu clone got released. Um, none of them have English names yet, so I'm not going to speak much about them. But they're out there. What do you? Th- I heard some people saying that they were like horrible looking what do you think i am feeling them Mm. i think it fits the entire hawaii aspect didn't was it you that posted that thing where they're like oh yeah the pokemon look ugly but uh, there's a lot of animals in nature that look ugly as fuck too so it's fine yeah like i know i know pokemon's like really huge for getting hate and like saying that their pokemon are very um unoriginal or like stupid or whatever 
But there's a lot of fucking creatures out there in nature that's like kind of stupid and yeah. like. And you know what? At this point, you can't really blame them because there's so many goddamn Pokemon at this point that it's just like, well, they're doing their best. <laughs> yeah. And plus, you know what? The main important things are taken care of. The starters look awesome. And the legendaries look awesome. And the story. Like, and the stories is interesting. So, And plus, with Pokemon Bank, you're going to have access to all the original 150 anyway. Yeah. So you just swap in your favorites if you don't like the busted creatures you're catching anyway. Yeah, like they have this really cool bug type. And it's like, it looks like a caterpillar. But it's not like a rounded caterpillar. It's a squared cali- yeah, it's like caterpillar. Like a Like a... Like a Caterpillar bus. And I honestly think that looks cool as fuck. Yeah. Did I mention this on the show that I got Mew? Man, I'm a, Yeah, I did. Yeah. Fucking would bring Mew over. I'm gonna give him the most broken-ass movies before I move him over. <laughs> I actually have a flying Kangaskhan. I brought that up before. Yeah. I will bring that motherfucker over. We, we bring in the most broken-ass mons to Hawaii. You just... You wait. <laughs> Can't wait to see you, Hawaii. My flying-ass Kangaskhan. They're gonna be like, Oh, what the fuck? But yeah, uh, once they reveal English names and stuff, I will be updating more on that. Yeah. Um, other than that, Marvel revealed why Captain America is Hydra two issues in. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty much what I figured it would be that Cap's memories got rewritten. Wow. Rewritten? Rewritten by the Cosmic Cube. And so it completely erased all of his memories. Everything about who he was got like copied over and made into Hydra Cap. Hydra Cap. All those Hydra fake memories implanted in his brain to make him think he's always been a loyal Hydra agent. Um kinda wishing they would have dragged that out just a little bit. Yeah, like then again with like Superior Spider Man we knew what the fuck his problem was pretty much right off the bat. Same thing with Superior Iron Man. So it makes sort of sense that they would kind of reveal why Cap was doing the, the shit he was doing. It now just kind of makes it interesting to see how the other heroes are going to react to... Or, like, it's going to sort of be like a, like a Walter White, Dexter kind of situation where we know that Cap is bad, but the other people around him think he's just regular old Cap. And so it'll be interesting to see that drama. Oh, that's drama. true, yeah. So, and, like, him trying to, like, still be, like, secretive and shit. And, you know, eventually Cap's going to be restored to who he was. But it's interesting that all his, his memory has been wiped, so it... Essentially, that Captain America we know is... is like a brand new Captain America. Yeah, so the Cap we know is kind of, like, dead. Who's a double agent. Pretty much. So, I mean, I think initially it was stupid, but now that it's two months later, I kind of don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, that whole apathy of, of the comic book fan. Like, yeah, whatever. They're just going to bring it back anyway. I'm just... In- I think it's going to end up being an interesting story to end with. And so I'll just probably maybe read the trade once it's done. You know, I'm not... I don't care enough to collect any of the comics. Yeah, I'm not really a big Cap fan, but I, I feel like that storyline, I would just, just, like, read that one little... Yeah, I mean, Cap's fine. I don't mind Captain America at all, but um, I like Sam Wilson better. I think he's a cooler Cap, personally. Uh, speaking of that... Yeah, I was just gonna say, speaking of cooler Caps... U.S. Avengers is coming out. And it's they're basically reorganizing the new Avengers and and making them all like patriotic versions. So there's going to be a new Iron Patriot. They brought back Red Hulk, Thunderbolt Ross to be part of the team. Squirrel Girl's there. I don't know why, but fuck it, who cares, right? Squirrel Girl. 
Um, the coolest part is future Captain America, who is Danielle Cage, who is Luke Cage and Jessica Jones' daughter from the future. So she came back, like, future trunk style to, to fucking save America or some shit, which is awesome. And I think it's just it's just a cool-looking team. And I, I, I think that team is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty cool setup for me. I think that's a good a good team with characters you wouldn't necessarily think would fit on there, but yeah. kind of makes sense when you think about it, like, especially Red Hulk. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And it'd be cool to see how they all interact with each other. The only one random is, like, Squirrel Girl, but I'm completely fine with it. Yeah, but it makes sense because if it's a restructuring of the New Avengers, she's already part of the New Avengers. So it's just basically new management she just carried over because she was <laughs> too, vali- too valuable to fire. Just here, here's a red version of your she, normal She concept. is unbeatable. Yeah, exactly. That, so that I'm interested in, in, in checking that out. And uh, that's about it. That's, yeah, that's news news. So... My topic today, I played Mighty Number no. Nine. Ooh, how was it? <laughs> the game is actually really good. Really? Yeah, I I am having so much fun with it. Graphically, though. Graphically, it's still not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. Even with the pizza explosions. Yeah, like huh. I don't care. Okay. Um, there was one thing about the graphics that I was complaining about, and they like CG'd. It was on Avi's stage. It's like Midway Boss. They have like these rockets and they look really, really weirdly animated. But the game is really fun. Plays just like a Mega Man game. I think the only reason why it got the shit it did was because it's an action platformer in 2016. It also took way too long to come out. Yeah, it took really, really long to come out. And it got pushed back like four times. Yeah. Uh, does it play closer to to Mega Man or to Mega Man X? Probably closer to Mega Man X. There's okay. a dash feature. There's a new feature which allows you to hold on to the ledge. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're, if you're trying to, like, platform and the platform's just out of reach, Beck will grab onto the ledge. Mm. Same thing as Mega Man. There's got your bosses each boss is weak against one of the other bosses powers i think the powers are really really interesting some of the boss battles are like some of the most innovative boss battles i've ever seen there's this one boss battle you're battling against a sniper Mm -hmm. and the whole stage is designed in a huge circle Mm -hmm. so um wherever the blast is coming from so it could come from left or right if it's coming from the left, that means that the boss is more towards the left. If it comes from the right, they're more towards the right. And you can just follow. And when you follow, when you get to the area that the boss is in, it'll be like a little sniper cabin. And you'll see him like with his little sniper rifle. And then you shoot him a few times, and then he runs away to another location. Sounds interesting. And you just keep going. It's, it's a really fun game. Okay. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Have you beaten it yet? Not yet. How far did you get? I have beaten six of them. I think I have two more left, and then the final boss. How's the music? The music is great. Yeah. You know Mega Ran did a track for him? <clears throat> really? Yeah, it's in, the, it's in the credits. It's called Mighty. It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to have to double check for that shit. Yeah, it's pre- I, I've heard it before, so it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, the music is really good. The only thing I don't look forward to... L- 
is the eight hour credit scene. Oh yeah, with all the fucking Kickstarter background. Yeah, and shit. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. But so does this make you more interested in his other um, Inafune's other Kickstarter thing, the the Red Ash or whatever it was that's supposed to be Mega Man Legends? Successor. I'm gonna check it out, but I'm not gonna have high hopes for it. I only had high hopes for Mighty Number no. Nine because I fucking love Mega Man, mm. but my hopes kept getting diminished as uh, the game got pushed back. Yeah, I, I'm hope. You know, like I don't want a game. I don't ever want games to be bad. Yeah. And I, I mentioned this before, but Mega Man Legends Three was the main reason why. One of the main reasons why I invested in a, a 3DS to begin with. And it being cancelled was one of the more annoying things yeah. <laughs> that happened. And so I've always been wanting more legends, you know? So I'm I'm hoping it turns out well, but I you know, tempering my expectations for it because of Mighty Number no. Nine's constant pushbacks and stuff. Well, hopefully now that like they were able to finally flesh out this game, whatever complications they were having, maybe with this new game they won't have those complications. Yeah, plus they might have learned a lesson even if it turns out to be good. Like I'm I know you're not the only one who who played it and enjoyed it. So, I'm I'm sure what's there is good. It's just the all the shit surrounding it it's like negative yeah. energy that they need to kind but you of know address what? going forward. You know what the one thing they teach you in business classes? What's that? <laughs> negative publicity or good publicity is all good publicity. Yeah. Because it's getting the name out there regardless. And people are going to be like, people keep saying this game is shit, but I wonder why. Let me play it. And then yeah. it'll, it'll cause people to buy it. Regardless, it's still still helping Infune out. Yeah, like, look at like Suthor. He's doing fine. Yeah, he's doing fine. He got tons of negative publicity. Yeah, Hasn't always trying to yet. fuck up, trying to fuck up Superman. Look at him now, Justice League. Yeah, Justice League got <laughs> a new super suit. Teaming up with Superman. Speaking of, I read, I read, um, I forgot what fucking issue, but the last issue of Action Comics, and it was so cool because Superman had to team up with Lex Luthor because they were fighting Doomsday. And he was, was forced to? Yeah, because he had no choice because it's fucking Doomsday. So he's like, he hates Luthor, but he's like, I can't not accept your help. So they teamed up and it was really cool to see them like fight Doomsday. It's not over yet. I'm waiting to see what happens next, but it's, it's so cool. Anyway. That sounds awesome. Yeah, what's your favorite Mega Man game? Man. <laughs> like, does it have to be in the Mega Man series? Any or like Mega any Man. Mega Man? Any Mega Man game. It has favorite? to be the Battle Network series. Why is that? Hands down. That was my childhood. Why was that your childhood? Because I had a Game Boy Advance, and that's all what it came out for. Um, mm. And uh, Battle Network was actually my first introduction to Mega Man, and I thought it was some of the some of the cooler stuff out there. You know, you got a Net Navi, you got Battle Chips, you got a thirty card deck. Is that like actually a Mega Man Mega Man game, or is it like an RPG? Like what kind? What's the gameplay like? It's like an action-adventure RPG. Huh. Like, well, not action-adventure, like an adventure RPG. It's it's not a turn-based RPG. Well, in a sense, there are turns. You've never played a Mega Man Battle Network game? Nope. What? I have all of them. Wow. Did they get re-released on the virtual console? They did. Do you have them there, or do you have the actual cartridges? I have the actual cartridges. Wow. Alright. Yeah, uh, one year, I played Mega Man Battle Network one, two, and three within a summer, and I hundred percented all three games. I don't know what my favorite Mega Man game is, but um, 
it might be X4 primarily because it was the first Mega Man game that I ever like really got into even though I I don't think I've ever been able to beat it cuz Mega Man games are as hard. Yeah. But I really liked the way it looked, and it was my first introduction to Zero as a character, and I thought it was really cool they had like a, a, a beam sword kind of shit, and I liked all the names of the bosses, which they have like crazy ass names, like Frost Walrus, Jet Stingray, like Web Spider, <laughs> and it was Magma Dragoon, which was like, uh, like a fire dragon Magma robot. Dragoon was the shit. Yeah, so... It was the first Mega Man game that I've ever owned, and it just, it looked gorgeous visually, and all the bosses were crazy, and it was, like, stupid hard, but I really loved it, and it had the, like, full motion video cutscenes, and, like, the anime shit, and I was like, this, this, that good shit. And then I went back, and I played Mega Man 2, and that's probably the only Mega Man game I've ever beaten, because those games are damn hard, but I really liked 2 a lot, and Legends. Even though I never really got far in Legends games, I always liked the way they looked, and they kind of aged awfully. Yeah. Like, I've, I bought them when they came to the PSN to replay them, and I'm like, this is this looks like garbage, and this plays like well, garbage. Kinda, have you played Spider-Man 2? Which Spider-Man 2? Like, there's, well, a, there's at least three Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man games. Spider-Man 2 based off the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Have you played it recently? No. It... Trash. No, right? Don't play it. No. For, for I'm a game, keep, I'm for a game that me and you considered probably one of the the best Spider-Man games out there, I would say it is. I played it recently, and I was like, "How did I even?" God, no. Like, I don't want to go back to it now. Don't do I, it. I want to keep it in my memories yep. the way keep I remember it. As, it. Uh, keep it as. As preserved as you can. Yeah, I'm just not going to even approach that. So yeah, like the Legends games kind of aged like milk, and that's why I want a new Legends in some capacity, you know? So, but yeah, X4 is probably my favorite, cause it, just because of nostalgia and all the memories I have tied into it. But I like Mega Man 2 a lot. Um, I, I tried to play 8 and 9, 9 and 10, but they were way too hard for me. So those I, games are too fucking hard. Yeah, those are way, 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 way hard. So There's I never... a trophy in one of them that beat the game without getting hit. And I'm like, is that even fucking possible? I don't. I do not know. But yeah, man, Mega Man's cool, though. Yeah. I always loved picking him in Marvel vs. Capcom, the first one. My, oh, yeah. My ideal team in Marvel vs. Capcom is War Machine and Mega Man. Really? Yeah, that's my, like that's my primo team in that game. My team is usually like Venom and... It's Venom and Mega Man, or Venom and... I don't even remember the other character. Mega Man, though. Yeah, I always like the, the team up of Mega Man and War Machine because they both have those big beam cannons as their special. And I just like whipping them out at the same time and like <laughs> obliterating whoever I'm facing. So that's why I always pick them. It was also the only way I was ever, um, ever able to beat Onslaught because that dude was like impossible. Yeah with anybody else in my mind like when I played it back in the day except Mega Man and fucking what about the cheat code to get roll you gonna unlock roll in that game yeah there's the a fuck there's a secret cheat code to unlock roll isn't she in Marvel's Capcom 2 as like a regular slug yeah. character so she was a secret she was one? a secret character in Holy oh, shit. the first one I never knew that who's that Red Hulk not like the Red Hulk but like yeah like a, an alternate color costume yeah Shit, man. The things you learn years later. Yeah. Alright, so uh, you want to talk about the comics that are coming out this Wednesday? Yeah. 
What what that what fucking day is that? Uh, fourth, fifth, July sixth. Sixth. Yeah. Comic releases for the July sixth Wednesday. So we got Future Quest issue two. Yes, Future Quest one was really good, and I liked the combination of all the Hanna Barbera action cartoons. So I'm I'm still looking forward to see where they go with that. I'm not sure if I'm going to follow it like forever, you know. But right now, I think it's pretty good as of issue one. So I'm going to check out issue two. And also, the other one I'm looking forward to is Justice League number one, just because it's number one. Um, they're bringing uh, pre fifty two Superman. I mean, yeah, that's going to be fucking interesting as shit to yeah, see. Yeah, that's, that's what I want to see. But Luthor is not on the team. Yeah. Apparently, we'll get it sometime. So I'm wondering, like, what the explanation is for that. Speaking of, I need to go back and read Justice League 52 because apparently that's a Luthor-centric story where he rationalizes becoming Metropolis as Superman, and he like talks like monologues about why he wants to do it. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. So I need to go back and read that. But maybe, maybe pre-52 Superman's like, I will not be on this team if you let Luthor on this team. So they had to, like, kick him out or something. I don't know what the explanation is, but... I mean, didn't Superman... New 52 Superman state that having Luthor on the team was equivalent to, like, having Joker on the team? Yeah, he wasn't into it either, but by the end, they were, like, buddies. They were, like, bros or something. Maybe that'll happen this time. I hope so, because Luthor's like... I like Luthor as a hero. He's kind of got, like, that Vegeta vibe where he was, like, an asshole for so long, but now he's, like, doing heroic shit. Wasn't Harley a hero, too, kind of? Harley's definitely a hero right now. She's, like, an, she's at least an anti-villain. Like, that's for sure. She's so crazy. She She's more like Deadpool now, where she'll just kill. Let's but... Let's all remember, guys. The first one who did this was Rubber Band Man. He used to be a villain. Okay. And now he's a hero. I I just like the idea of the redeemed villain, you know? Yeah. I also like the idea of the hero who, like, turns evil, which is why... But I, I really like the idea of the redeemed, like, number one asshole, Luther. Yeah. Cause like, he's he like, was the number he's like one the asshole. the villain, the asshole. And, like... He wasn't only an asshole to Superman, he was an asshole to Bruce, an asshole to Batman, an asshole to fucking everyone. But you know what, he's still an asshole, but he's a hero now, so that's cool. I like Luthor, like, a villain or a hero, like, he's, he's, like, so badass in how much he's just, like, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, whatever he does, he just does not give a fuck. He's like, I'm gonna be a villain today, I'm gonna be here tomorrow, I don't give a fuck, I'm Luthor, bitch. Vote for me. (laughs) He just walks out the room, like, Luthor for Prez. He was president for a while. Yeah, good old Luthor. Who do you think would win in a fight? Lex Luthor or Norman Osborn? Damn. <laughs> That's kind of hard. Right? Probably Luthor. Now that he got his Superman suit. The thing is that Luthor and Norman are kind of equals, except Luthor's got his sanity for the most part. Yeah. Norman's like a little bit of that Joker in him, you know? He's, he's, he's crazy. Yeah, he's a little too crazy. Um, yeah, we got Walking Dead issue 156. And Spidey. Spidey! Issue 8. He's fighting Electro. Oh, can't wait. I love Electro. That's how That's how you know you're getting old is when you want to follow the uh, the one and done issues <laughs> instead of the ongoings. When you get more... It's just... When you start getting more excited about the fucking Spidey book than Amazing Spider-Man, you it, know you're getting old. It also just reminds me of my childhood. Yeah. Where, like, I would watch a Spider-Man episode and it's Villain of the Week. Yeah. And the same thing with uh, Amazing Spider-Man on, uh, what is it, uh, Disney XD. 
Mm. That that show also does like villain of the week. Those are really awesome. funny. It's really good. I wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it is, but I. Drake it. Bell as Peter Parker, perfect. Who knew that would work? <laughs> Not I didn't. me. But yeah. So that's the comic releases of the week. Want to go on to your topic? Sure. I started playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag fe. <laughs> Or is it sharp FE? I don't know what the fuck that is, but it's got it's got the little like tic tac toe box and it says FE, so I'm gonna say hashtag. So that game's really good. It's I don't know where what I wanna say about it exactly, except that I play so I played it for like a couple hours and I'm really digging it. It's not it's not super serious at all. It's about you being like a pop star. And you being and your all your friends are like pop stars or some shit. Like you're so usually. So this is day in the life of a celebrity. Kind for of, all we know, it's it's sort of like um. So I'm gonna compare this to Persona, and a lot of people who are fans of this game don't like that because a lot of people are are uppity about Persona games because they're like it's not like the rest of the Shin Megami Tensei games. But fuck that. Essentially, when you're playing Persona. You're living a double life. You're like a teenager. You're going to school during the day. And then at night you're fighting shadows. You're fighting monsters or whatever the fuck to like save the world. This is kind of the same thing except during the day you're working to become a pop idol. Like a, a Japanese idol. <laughs> and then and at, and the front for your actual like Ghostbuster like monster hunt, hunter like team is the production company that creates idols and shit. So... You end up joining this company because you end up having this affinity for this thing called mirages, which is what they're calling like the persona monster characters that you summon. But in this game, they're um, Fire Emblem characters that fight alongside you. So your main characters is Krom, and yeah. So basically, you're the premise of the game is that you're you're this 18 year old guy named Itsuki Aoi, and your one of your friends is already working as like an extra on TV, and your other friend, who's um, what the hell's her name, Subasa, she's um, she wants to be an idol, and the beginning of the game has you um, at this area, which basically basically is like American Idol, but they're trying to find a new Japanese idol and like this contest kind of thing and so you're there and she gets kidnapped in the beginning by like the shadow people or whatever the fuck and so you gotta go find her you gotta jump into like this different world called the um oh, what the fuck is it called Idolosphere it's got it's a fucking weird name but it, it's basically like the other world in, in the Shimagami games or the Persona games where you go into an alternate dimension to fight monsters and stuff and so you're running around the dungeon fight, fighting monsters and it, the the setup for the fighting is a lot like Persona in that you have your own set of affinities like you have the attack then you have your like skills which is like electric attacks or fire attacks or mm-hmm. whatever and each monster has its own weakness and exploiting those weaknesses get lets you set yourself up for more like combos and battles so you can take out enemies so the battle system is very very familiar if you've ever played a Persona RPG, and so is the dungeon crawling stuff, and um, it's just it's a mix. It's it's a mix of Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem, and Shin Megami, but it leans 
far heavier towards Shin Megami. Yeah. It just has certain elements from Fire Emblem. Like, all the Mirages are different Fire Emblem characters. Half of them I don't know, because they're from games before Fates, and Fates is the only one that I've ever played. And I only know Krom because he's the main character of Awakening, or whatever it is. Yeah. So I don't really know all the other characters. I know Subasa's Mirage. I forgot her name. But it's essentially um, Marth's wife. Okay. So so her, her Mirage is Marth's wife. Yours is... Prom, and then your friend's is, um, his name is Kane. I don't know which fucking Fire Emblem he's from, but that's him, right? And so they, in battle, they become your weapons, and they talk to you like fucking, um, well, they talk to you. They're like possessed, so they're talking to you in battle. And, um, everything is in Japanese. They didn't, they didn't dub it. Kind of sounds like Soul Eater. A little bit, like, right? So the weapons turn are like into talking. the weapons. Yeah, um, and they... It's cool, you get into the battle, you do this transformation sequence, it's like fucking Sailor Moon, where you're just, like, changing your costume to be, like, this crazy a Fire Emblem-esque version of yourself, and then your weapon's, like, talking to you, and it's all in Japanese, which is fine, because it's all, it has the dialogue in English, obviously, but when you're in battle, and this is my biggest problem with this game, when you're in battle, there's dialogue happening... But there's no subtitles, so you don't know what the fuck they're saying because it's in Japanese. Oh, that's so, so annoying. So there's specific dialogue that changes based on who you're targeting in battle, and they'll, your character will say something, or the other people in your party will say something, but you don't know, I don't know what the fuck they're saying because they're speaking in Japanese. And sometimes while you're picking what you want to do, your weapon will talk to you. Like, your character, your Fire Emblem guy will talk to you in Japanese, and there's no indication of what they're saying. And it, it doesn't happen... When it's an, impl- an important plot thing that's going on in battle, you'll have the actual dialogue boxes that you can read when it's something important happening. But in a regular battle, you don't know what the fuck anyone's saying, which is really annoying. But other than that, it's subtitles and whatever, so that's fine. Um, you're running around Japan, so it's modern day Japan. There's like your um, where you're practicing your idol shit is in Shibuya and. You know, all, I've only unlocked two areas, but it increases to being more of Japan yeah. as you can run around and stuff. So that's pretty cool. It's all it's all modern day. Um, I mentioned earlier that your screen on the gamepad is essentially a chat box, like you would see on a smartphone, and you can get texts from different characters in the game. Or there's like individual text messages, and there's like a group chat, which is like <laughs> your current like main story quest stuff. So the characters will talk to each other in that main group chat, but then you have like the one-on-one conversations with other characters that you can switch over to. That's really cool. Yeah, and you can scroll back to see what they were saying before where you were, so you can see what previously was going on. Like when you start the game, you have like like history of texts from your friends, so you can scroll back and read and get a little caught up in the backstory and whatnot. So it's cool that it works like that, and you can also access the map on on the the screen and whatnot, so it's a really good use of the gamepad. And overall, it's just, it's a lot of fun because it's like, it's, um, it's scratching that itch that I had for Persona 5, even though I know I'm not going to get it until March, until, until February. Yeah. So, having this now is like a surprise treat because I wasn't expecting it to feel so much like a Persona game or a Shin Megami game, and it wasn't really on, even on my radar until recently. But playing it feels, has that same feeling and 
it's just the story is really interesting because it's not something you expect. You have these guys and they they're kind of doing the same persona you shit where you're you're trying to save the world and you're trying to rescue people from being taken over by these monsters. Everybody in everybody in them has this thing called performa, which is like an energy that lets you have like emotions and shit and so these monsters are trying to steal it from you. And so you're trying to save everyone's performa, but then you also use performa to like upgrade stuff or whatever. And it's it's really it's cool and it's kind of ridiculous that you're a part of like a talent agency for idols and you're training to become an idol and your friends are all becoming idols and apparently practicing your your idol shit makes you a better fighter when you're fighting the monsters so you have to do it anyway so so it's it's just interesting and it's really over the top and I just wish I knew more about the Fire Emblem characters because I'm just really unfamiliar with that franchise, but I know a hell of a lot of, about Persona and Shin Megami, so it, it, it's very it's a very comfortable fit, and I'm, I'm loving the game, and I love how, like, it feels like one of those anime that you would watch where it's, like, a ridiculous... It, it feels like it's something we talk about on Anime is Weird, essentially, where it's just, it's just bonkers, and it's like everyone's like obsessed with idols and that kind of culture shit but then you're also fighting monsters so if you had to rate it like AIW definitely good weird definitely give it a shot (laughs) (laughs) definitely try it out it's awesome if you like RPGs if you like weird anime shit this is definitely the game for you it's like really like you're playing through a bizarre anime I'm gonna get this goddamn game it's so good and it's like it's not really difficult. You could change the difficulty if it's bothering you. You you can buy DLC that essentially makes it so that you don't have to grind anymore. <laughs> so you can basically make it super easy if you want. That's but, awesome. Yeah, and you can um you can unlock different costumes for your characters so you'll wear different things in battle. Um there's a DLC that you can buy which it sucks that it's a DLC, but you can buy a costume pack that dresses up your characters in different Shimagami Tensei clothes from different games. That's really cool. So, like, Subasa will wear something from Persona Q, for example. They're all the ones that were on other Nintendo consoles, so it's, like, Devil Survivor 2, yeah. it's Persona Q, um, stuff like that, so... Well, Persona Q also had a wide variety of uh, different Persona characters, so... Which is awesome, because not only are you getting some of the ones for, like, the Nintendo consoles, but you're also kind of getting the ones from, yeah. like, the PlayStation ones. Sure. And the music's really good because it's, like, it's really poppy, you know, like, as you expect because it's fucking idols and shit. Yeah. And I just, I love being able to run around in different parts of Japan and, like, experience weird Japanese culture stuff. And it's supposed to open up even more later on and you can do a lot of, like, crazy stuff, so I can't wait. That's I'm, sweet. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely, it's definitely not as dark or, like serious as your usual Shimagami game or anything like that and it's very Shimagami has some pretty fucking yeah, dark they stuff they have some really dark shit even the Persona games even Persona Persona 5 was really colorful and like really like upbeat but it was about a murder mystery and people were fucking dying yeah. and shit but here it's it's a lot lighter um, there is some like heavier stuff going on but it's it's very much it's so colorful all the there's um this awesome bit where you're you have you have the main characters, then you have, like, NPCs that you could talk about, but... Talk to, rather, but there's also people, like, in the crowd, and those people aren't, um, actually... 
like full body people they're more like silhouettes that are a different color of a rainbow mm-hmm. so everything like super colorful all these like random bystanders walking around like Shibuya Shibuya for example would be like a bunch of colorful people like walking by so it's like very visually like pleasing to see all these like bright colors and stuff and then you just do your Sailor Moon transformation and fight monsters and like also you're an, like a Japanese idol so it's awesome. It's cool. I like it. That a lot. sounds awesome. Yeah. You need to keep us updated the further you get. Yeah, in. when I get through it more, I'm like because you know I'm going away for a bit. When I but when I come back, I'm gonna dedicate a lot of time to this game because I I've been purposely. I said I was gonna stop playing The Witcher, but I'm like really wanting to get it out of my mind. So I've been playing that more. But I'm really excited to finish The Witcher and to really just dive into this game because I feel like there's gonna be a lot of crazy stuff oh, yeah. and. I love I love anything that Atlas puts out, and the fact that there's like elements of Fire Emblem in there is awesome too. Even though it's like small, but there's um there's like a lot of there's like a side plot involving those mirages where they're all like they all have an amnesia. They don't know what the fuck's going on. So part of the story is you trying to figure out who these people are and where they came from. <laughs> so I'm interested in seeing like how that develops. How that ties in? Yeah, because like how are they gonna like tie in the because you know it's not it's going to be more than just them being your characters that you can summon yeah. or whatever there's going to be a lot of stuff going on there and i i want to see the larger connection to the fire emblem stuff and how they explain how they're interacting with modern day like japanese teens and shit you know and there's a little there's slight touches that are fire, fire emblem-esque that aren't like overt like when you level up it's the fire emblem noise mm-hmm. and you level up your stats go up like almost randomly like they do when you level up a, a unit in Fire Emblem so there's like more touches than just the mirages but they're like really subtle things that you would recognize immediately if you're like a big fan of Fire Emblem and because I played so much Fates I picked them up immediately like the level up sound I'm like oh shit this is from Fire Emblem and yeah also I want to bring this up real quick when you press pause in that game there's like a pause menu but it's like in a grassy field and your character is, like, laying down around... Like, they're laying in a circle around the pause menu. And every time you get a new friend that you recruit to your team or whatever, they end up in that grass field. So as you're playing the, the game, fuck? more people are, like, chilling on the grass around your pause menu. And I think that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So, that's Toki Mirage Sessions' first couple hours. I'll definitely update as I go as I move through it. Yeah, but definitely. So far, well, it's, like, pretty good, pretty good. Nice, nice. Well... That was a firework, <laughs> and that's also our cue. <laughs> Pretty much done here today. Yeah, that was uh, Super Nerd Pals episode 71. Thank you guys for listening. You can catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Please write, Google Play. Please rate, subscribe, and tell your friends. Hell yeah, you can find us at, uh, at SuperNerdPals.com, SuperNerdPals on Twitter. We have a Facebook group, Facebook.com slash group slash SuperNerdPals. Um... I'm Andy Carasquillo. You can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. I'm Stan Gadozzi. You can find me on Twitter at StanDoom. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week.